0: Hey guys, I'm your host Olivia, and you're listening to Season 1 of BCT. We are the Christian podcast that enables you guys to hear of people in the church from all different backgrounds, sharing their stories with their walk with Christ. Follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Today I'm joined by Phil Brown. Hi Phil. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. And yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. What have you been up to this week so far?
1: Oh, generally getting things ready for Saturday for the children's craft thing so
0: yeah that'll be good i know i read the script earlier very exciting
1: it's oh, more than i have <laughs> we've been sort of getting the packages of all the stuff for the art projects together and painting backdrops and things like that so
0: oh, very excited. what here or your no, at home nice yeah. very exciting okay so tell me a little bit about yourself then some of your likes dislikes your family etc
1: wow quite a lot over so 70 years i guess <laughs> <laughs> uh I grew up in a Christian family and uh, trained when I left school to be an art and ceramics teacher, Cool. Uh, but uh, I did that for a couple of years, and then, um, while I was at college, I, I did art and ceramics, and so I went to uh, Tunisia, where the best yeah. Roman mosaics in the world, really, a collection of art. And I stayed with some mystery friends that we had there. And then after I'd done my work for my college course, I helped them move from Tunisia to Algeria. And then a couple of years later, I've done a couple of years teaching, he came and asked if I'd like to go out and work with them in Algeria. So I sort of changed and uh, I did teach some art, but I worked in the American school and also, then worked in the church, running activities for all the expatriate young people, mm-hmm. and really got into a lot more outdoor outdoor activities. Then used to take groups climbing and uh, do all sorts of crazy things when I think back <laughs> on. Uh, and I stayed out there for five years, and then came back to the UK. And had actually, my, my dad had seen a job, which was quite interesting. Communication is quite slow in those days. Um, back and forwards, there was no internet or anything like that. It was all by post. Mm-hmm. So he sent me the job and I managed to phone up and said, yeah, I'll be interested in the job, but I can't get back to whatever it was. And he went back to the organisation, which was um, Slough, and said "Yeah, he'd be interested. He does this and that, but can't come for an interview so they held okay. it open for me. Oh wow. Which was quite impressive. <laughs> and so when I came back from Britain I started really in Slough running working in the youth service running outdoor education. Cool. And I worked there for about three years. And then I moved to the joining authority to Windsor and Maidenhead and just stayed there then until I retired running Outdoor Education.
0: So did you know that you always wanted to do that, or was it kind of like you just fell into it? <laughs> well,
1: it's interesting. I was thinking about this, and for some strange reason, I, I didn't have good health. I mean, I never have really, but, and when I was younger. And there was no way, when I was training, I was going to become a PE teacher. I wasn't fit enough in those days, mm-hmm. even though I started in my last years at school doing a lot of sport. So I went uh, and trained in art and ceramics, but I'd always had an interest in the mountains and always read about things like that. I don't yeah. know why, I don't know where it came from. Certainly didn't <laughs> from my family.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, and then when I started doing things in the mountains and climbing and that in Algeria, and then when I came back to the UK, I just went on and got all my qualifications in kayaking, canoeing, climbing, mm-hmm. and things like that.
0: Cool. So I'd love to hear a bit of your testimony then. So maybe the moment you became a Christian, if there's a moment. <laughs>
1: yes, my goodness. I remember the moment.
0: Okay, good. That's a good start.
1: <laughs> Still, quite clearly, I mm. probably would be early teens, I guess. We, My father, uh, though, um, was at that time... Uh, working again he had been a, a, a wet, trained as a wet mystery and then was a baptist minister for a while mm. but we moved and he started to work for a company in uh, in the south of britain and he had a used to go and speak either teach or evangelize in church any churches that asked mm. him so we would off, we would go as a, as a family around and uh, to all these different churches And I can remember great shepherd, I think it was, some little church out in the country. And just through what he was teaching that evening, really spoke to me. And it's it's quite interesting, because it's one of the few things I really remember as a child. Um, And then from then on, it's just a case of gradual growth, I guess.
0: Mm. Were there any dips in your faith where you kind of drifted away?
1: Yeah, some... Some interesting challenges. One of the key things I think I've realised more than anything is being in the church and being with Christians is just absolutely crucial. Mm. So when I went to Algeria, um, so I'd be early 20s, left home, caught the train down to Marseille, got the ferry across. Mm. And as I came into, the ferry was coming into the country, you could feel... Almost like the oppression. And uh, and so for the first three years I worked in the Anglican church with this family, Jerry and Judy, and uh, that was fine. And then I went to work down near the Moroccan border uh, in a large expatriate camp working with the young people. There was lots of social issues. These were Americans and Brits and other internationals. Mm-hmm. And they'd asked but in many ways then the isolation there was, was too much. And mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they were what, three, 400 miles away back in the capital, mm-hmm. everybody I knew. And that didn't have good consequences really. I came back to the UK and then gradually rebuilt again into, into a church life and, uh, back in working with young people and yeah. both in the church and professionally. I mean all my life has been that sort of that program really.
0: Mm. And still? So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing so much as what I at the moment. Because mm. even with the church groups I used to take, they well in um the first church I went to, they were all late teens, early 20s, so we used to take them off in the mountains. We'd go away for weekends and I'd take them canoeing, things like that. Yeah, I haven't been able to do that much in some churches, even though that's professionally what I've always done. Mm. Yeah. So it's, there's been challenges. There's times when mm. I've probably taken myself away for whatever reasons. Other uh, challenges, I guess, like sport and things, sometimes that can conflict on a Sunday. In fact, yeah, yeah we had to move, in the end, we had to move from one church because. They didn't have an evening service, and well, when Katie and I used to work a lot at weekends with expeditions, with with work, I mean, it was that's when young people are free. Yeah, We'd take them off for the Duke of Edinburgh expeditions or whatever else. And so we went to another church. We did have an evening service, which was therefore really powerful and uh, very supportive, mm. quite crucial.
0: Yeah, looking back at those challenges, do you see like why? Like, how God was working? In some,
1: yes. Yeah. In some, yeah, I don't know, particularly around health, but... Mm.
0: Um, like, do you feel stronger in your faith after some of like the challenges or struggles yeah. you face?
1: Yeah, they always... Anything helps you to put things into perspective, I yeah. think. Um, you can value aspects. I think we've talked about this in the house group quite a bit mm. in that when you grow up always in a Christian family, in the church, and that then there isn't the same radical change that many experience, I think yeah. and therefore your challenges are different. yeah, sometimes you have quite good knowledge, but sometimes the experience hundred is, is difficult uh to have i guess um sometimes it's very powerful and other times i think the foibles and challenges of all people in a church sometimes can challenge you and so you learn what man is you learn what god is and uh, Mm. it's very lovely then because you i find It's easier to accept people in the church than it is actually professionally. (laughs) Mm. In other words, even though with sometimes the weirdness of all of us, you can love them and and say understand. And I always remember somebody saying to me, a church is a hospital, not not a hotel waiting to go to heaven. And then that put it in a good perspective for me that we're all there because we need to be. Mm. And... And we've all got a long way to go before we're perfect.
0: Yeah, well said. Okay, so last little section here. If God was in the room right now and you could ask him any question, what would you ask?
1: (laughs) I think because of my knowledge of God and my knowledge of people,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think I have quite assurance in everything. I think the key thing is, why me? Why have you chosen me? Yeah. Why have you helped me to become a Christian?
0: Yeah, (laughs) simple, yeah.
1: As opposed to there are so many others who just don't, aren't. Mm. Is that their choice in his plan? I don't know. The question is, why me? Yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to ask that one too.
1: (laughs) What about me? No, 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 about me. (laughs) Don't you worry.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for coming on, Phil. I've loved chatting to you and hearing your story and how you have worked for the glory of God. Thank you. So thank you. you. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of BCT. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow. Um, find us on the, all the social media platforms. Follow us. And we'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>